Welcome to today's podcast by Preacher, as he provides sound teaching on the pure and undiluted truth of God's Word, with life application that inspires you to live a holy life pleasing to God. We pray that these teachings will inspire you to live out your faith daily with confidence, be assured of your salvation in Christ, and God's unconditional love for you. Now, if you would turn into your scriptures to the book of Luke, the second chapter and the 15th verse, you will find these words so recorded. And when the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the thing which had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherd told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And God help us this morning to be caught up in the spirit of these shepherds had and felt so many years ago. The miracle of Christmas. As you well know, the first Christmas, Christmas started with a miracle. And it continues to be so in this very day in which you and I live. Truly the Spirit of God will blow where it will, and it will do what it wants to do. And it moves to transform, to renew, to quicken, to brighten, to make more, more beautiful. And it happens every time at Christmas time. And there's one or two times a year that my yard and lawn looks as good as my neighbor's. And that's when it snows. I'm always glad to see a snow because I go out and say to my neighbor, mine looks as nice as yours. But that's about the only time. And here it is at this time of the year that we think of Christmas the spirit moves and it seems all of us are affected with it and we're just as beautiful no one's ahead of us and no one's behind us we're just all together and it happens christmas is the most beautiful and the most meaningful time of course within the christian year christmas i hope there's a christmas in heaven now i don't want to hear you mothers groaning those of you who are tired and weary and worn out and the mother said to me one time when i said that to her he said, well, that's the way heaven is. You can just leave me out, you know. <laughs> well, uh, those of you who are tired and weary and worn because of the fixing, the going and the coming and the shopping and all that, isn't it wonderful, though? Isn't it wonderful to have someone that you care about? And isn't it wonderful that uh, you have this heart, this capacity to sense, to feel, to see, to hear, and all probability in such a sensitive way that it's no other time of the year uh, that you hear uh, what you hear and see what you hear like this time of the year. It's just not there. You know, it's, it's just not there. That is Christmas uh, that uh, makes everything so wonderful and so beautiful. It fills these hearts of ours with love. It's this time of the year that you can expect a heart to be filled with overflowing. It is time... Uh, they, these hearts of ours forget what's done uh, 
and begin to think in terms of uh, what others have done uh, for us. It's a, a time we, we sort of get outside of ourselves. It, it happens then, and we don't make a catalog of things that we have done, but we think in terms of other people and what they have done, and, and you begin to count it off, and you say, oh my goodness, look what beautiful things that they have done and what they have been able to contribute to me and to my life. It causes us to believe that we exist for not what we can get, but what we can give and share with other people in the kingdom of God and in this world in which we live. It causes us to dig a grave for these ugly thoughts of ours. At this time of the year, we more than any other, we can't tolerate a negative thought. We can't tolerate a bad thought. We want to put these bad thoughts and, and feelings behind us and, and we want to cultivate these things that come to us that's born of the Spirit, that are good and that's wonderful and that are beautiful and, and we cater to them and we encourage them to come to these hearts and souls and minds of ours. At this time of the year that these hearts of ours do not seek understanding so much as that we seek to understand other people. Is it not so and don't you feel it and don't you sense it within your own heart? that this is a time that we begin to think so intently about other people uh, that we actually come to this place in this time of the year where we are able to get behind the mask uh, that others wear and we get to see them and begin to see them within our own heart as human beings they are and people of God's creation and people of love and, and people of great importance because it's this time of the year that we know that God didn't do anything halfway. And he doesn't make mistakes. And we look at one another and we're a little bit all bad all and, and have a new appreciation of one of another. It's a time these hearts of ours stop demanding more love and we think in terms of how we can give more love. We think in terms of how we can express this love that we have for one another and those we live with and and those that we call our friends and our loved ones. We begin to think in terms of, now what can I do? What special thing can I do? What special gift can I give? And what can I do to contribute to, the, uh, to communicate to my true feeling and, and my care and my concern? It is a time of the year that we believe that love is stronger than hate and evil and death. More than any other time of the year, it's easy for this time of the year for us to believe of what the Apostle Paul said in the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians and that he closes that beautiful peace, that love peace, and he closes by saying that, the, that this is the greatest thing and that's love. And somehow at this time of the year we come closer to believing that than, than any other time of the year. We believe that love is the most important thing that we have within our heart and, and we believe that it expands all time. We believe that it is eternal. And we believe that that is one of the things that we share with the living God today, that as we express it one to the other, that is the most powerful force upon the face of this earth. And it is this time of the year at Christmas that there comes to us this mysterious sense of well-being that causes these hearts of ours to sing. Oh, if I could sing, this would be the time of the year I would sing. I would have to sing. I would just have to. I would try to every once in a while. But I have a friend of mine. She never had the benefit of an education because of the limited part 
of her country that she comes from, and, and she makes her living by helping other people take care of their house. She's such a lovely person. And I happened to be in one of those homes where she was helping out. And she was going about her duties and taking care of her work, and she was humming, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Her soul was in tune with God. At this is time of the year when that happens, or I'm thinking about the older man that uh, passed me on the street, and he's been here a long while because the years have added up, and, and the weight of them causes him to walk in a hesitating way and, and sort of bent just a little. And I couldn't believe my ears when I heard him whistling jingle bells. It's this time of the year when those things happen to us that we get us a strong sense of well-being. And I have a feeling that if we didn't sing that the trees that we have within our homes, our Christmas trees, that they would sing. There is that of when Jesus was going into Jerusalem and the people were singing and shouting and and they tried to stop him, and the man said, said, stop him. He said, well, if they did stop, that these stones would begin to cry out. And the things that made that possible, you see, it's really not Easter that is the great thing. Oh, it's great, but you see, it's Christmas. The Christmas is the great thing, because this is what those who live before us, the prophets prophesied, and this is what they longed to see. Isn't it uh, fantastic that you and I have found favor with God that in his order of things that he brought you and I into existence after he had given Christ to the world. There were those who lived before us that longed and hoped for but never saw it. Never saw it. But you and I, we see it. You see, Christmas is a great thing and, and after that everything falls into place. But you see, this was the time that God broke in to our scheme of things within the world and gave to us the greatest expression of his love. Uh, the sense of well-being can be seen in our greetings. We go around and we greet one another as if we had a little life still left in us. And we uh, wish uh, everyone well. And we wish our competitors well. And we wish everybody well. Everybody. We want everybody. We wish that they had their greatest dreams fulfilled. I wish for them this morning uh, that they would have standing room only so many people and that they couldn't get inside. We wish everybody well. And with some enthusiasm we do it and we sense that uh, this uh, well-being that comes to us is such a fantastic thing that we want to, to make sure that everyone is involved in it and gets caught up in it. It's this time of the year that we are willing to share with those who do not have more than any other time of the year. We want to make sure, for example, that everyone has a nice meal at Christmas time, more than any other time. And one talking about that said, well, preacher, the reason for that is, sort of a cynical thing to say, the reason for that is because when we sit down to a big meal at Christmas time, we can't enjoy it if we think somebody else is hungry. And I said, well, I can't exactly accept that because we have other big meals during the year and we don't get around to thinking that way. Oh, just a little difference, this one. And there are the spirit that moves across these hearts of ours 
and we want everyone to have a sense of well-being and know that they're cared for and know that they have a part and place not only in this world but in the kingdom of God. Born of a sincere desire within these hearts and, and souls of ours for it to express itself and express uh, the somewhat the reflection of the great love of God that he has for each one of us. And that, dear friend, is the miracle of Christmas and I tell you, I like it. And then close with, the wonderment of Christmas just staggers me. It's just so beautiful and so wonderful. They're all in the wonder of it. That can be seen in the eyes and the hearts and the laughter and the voices of these little ones. They're all in the wonder that makes anything seem to be possible. And anything can happen. And it's going to happen tomorrow. But we usually drag around one foot after the other one, half dead, and we know that tomorrow is going to come and it's going to bring some more burdens to be heaped upon the ones that we got and so we won't be able to see the sun rise even though it does. But all oh, these little ones, what a different story. You're too religious to have read Dennis before you came to church this morning, but I did. <clears throat> this guy always has something sort of creative there that makes you think. And... And it shows Dennis, you know, he knows something's going to take place. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be wonderful. And he goes over and checks the old black chimney. And he's musing to himself about Santa Claus coming down to Othiak and stay clean. But he said, I'm sure he's used to black chimneys or something to that effect. But the last part of it is, he goes over and he looks in the closet. He says, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of, and there's all, you know, up in the closet there. And then he, the last thing he says, how can I kill three more days? You know, <laughs> as a problem. You know, you know something's going to happen. The awe and wonder that is there. Folks, listen, is it not so? Check your own hearts and souls. At this very moment, those of us who know, and all of us we know, and that think about what God has given to you, that we have a Savior, and that we have a Lord, and whatever they can expect to happen to them, oh, how great is our expectation and our knowledge of what it's going to be and what it is. And it is this time of the year that we come to the place where we're able to catch a glimpse of what God intended when he called you and me into existence as human beings. At this time of the year that I am able to look at my fellow man and get some concept of what is yet to be that flows from another human heart. Touched of God. My friends, there are many beautiful things upon the face of this earth that is awesome to see and puts one into wonder. But the most beautiful thing upon the face of this earth that I have ever been a witness to, I've ever been able to see and to look at with any degree of penetration, it's another human heart touched of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. The miracle of Christmas. Our hearts have been created in such a way that at this time of the year they're touched again and renewed. And you and I come alive again as never before in the Christian year. Oh, our Father, may it happen to each one of us again this year, for we ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. Hope you were blessed. We pray the Holy Spirit will make you a doer of his words, finishing the work he started and making you more like Christ for the transformation of this world and preparation for heaven. 